0: All right, welcome everybody to another episode of 21 Going On 77. I am one half of the dynamic duo with your boy Dwight at 517-2214. Joined again as I am every week with my illustrious co-host, Dr. Soon-to-be, I don't know, is it Dr. S.J. or S.J. Ph.D.? I, I forget how that works, but
1: either, either, way. either yeah.
0: way, okay, Dr. S.J., the brains of the operation, S.J at SJ Basketball 8 um back again hit y'all with this content we're back on our weekly schedule today i think was a little rough for both of us i think this might be the latest we've ever recorded but hey y'all got it we we, we here to provide so um sj how are you doing fam
1: like you said it was a little hectic today um just a bunch of shit to do um and doesn't help that I kept getting you know distracted by all this new NBA news that keeps coming out but we survived it so we on we looking forward to the next day yeah
0: I'm good man man. um my boys have been home literally all week so I've been working from home trying to do my job um while stopping them from killing themselves or each other or burn my house down so it's over um but it was stressful i ain't gonna hold you today i had my wits in them boys them boys is pushed me to my limits today but now my wife is home but now she's sick so this ought to be a, another adventure. I'm taking care of three people instead of two. But it's still cool to have somebody that can, can watch a little bit. But um, I'm sure y'all didn't, you know, download this or, or listen to this to find out about our personal lives. So let's get into the NBA. And uh, kind of a lot has happened to this boy. Mm-hmm. Only off the court, to say the least. So uh, we'll start with some a little light. Ojan Bogdanovich um, of the Utah Jazz was traded to my Detroit Pistons for Kelly Olynyk, and uh, I want—I was—I keep wanting to call this man Sadiq Bay, Saban Lee. Um, I'm not gonna hold you, Sj. <clears throat> I, I ooh, you know, from an asset standpoint, that felt like Dwight Powell and fluff package. I was upset why we couldn't get in on it. Um, once I dug into it, we uh, we literally, even if you traded Dwight Powell and Frank, I don't think the salaries match.
1: Nope, they do not, because was making 20 mil.
0: Exactly. So yeah, I, I, I stopped feeling, I, as soon as I saw that, I was like, eh, we, we ain't have it. <laughs> So I, I I literally stopped caring about or stopped being jealous about it right away as soon as I saw that. Um, apparently Utah with this trade because the salaries were, I think Detroit was uh, under the cap so they could make a salary imbalance trade. So Utah actually got under the tax line. So once I saw that, I was like, yeah, we we ain't had the facilities to make that trade. As a Mavs fan, we we needed to be out of our feelings about it. But what did you think when that broke? Like, what what, what was your natural reaction to it?
1: I mean, my natural reaction was like, "What the hell? That was mad random." Because at least, like, I feel like everybody was waiting for Boyan to go to a contender or a team that's like a you know firm playoff team. Whether that was like the Suns or like, I mean. Yes, you could debate, like, the Lakers' status if they're a contender or even a playing team or a playoff team, but people are thinking Lakers, you know, Suns. It was like Detroit. I was like, okay. And, I mean, I get, like, Mavs fans always do this, bro. They get jealous about these trades. And I understand if you're jealous about a trade that we couldn't make happen. But, like, like you just said, we could not make that happen. So, why are you getting – that's why I'm like, y'all need to – and I understand not everyone – is like they know the salary cap and the ins and outs off the top of their heads. But like before you get so mad, at least do your research before you go and get mad about it. I saw people, not just you, you you're, you weren't the only one with the idea, but I saw people, you know, talking about, oh, that could have been Dwight Powell in some seconds. No, it could not have been <laughs> like, no. And I initially thought um to like getting past, you know, the weirdness, I mean, thinking about Detroit side. Um, they want to make you know the plane at the very least like it's they're not waiting to you know really not to say that they're rushing a rebuild because they're not, but they're you know trying to be competitive. We're trying to at least compete and even you're looking at Boyan like he doesn't have to stay the whole year in Detroit. they could flip him right at the deadline. He's an expiring package, I doubt um or an expiring contract. I doubt he's going to resign in Detroit next year. you know what I mean like so I don't think they were looking at Boyan to be a part of their long term plans on Utah side i was like okay you know that's a little random and i thought okay maybe they're just you know taking flyers on young guys because a lot of trades they've done there's a lot of young guys coming back um i mean you point out that savingly stinks i agree i think he stinks too but it's no harm in, in getting a young player to see um what he's about but i think at the end of the day it was for money it was 100 about money um in terms of Utah side of it um if you look at um i think they also gave cash i want to say the pistons um, somebody sent cash some way. I don't remember who sent the cash where. Um, I want to say the Pistons sent cash to um, Utah. Um, somebody sent cash somewhere too. So it was definitely about money for Utah. Like you said, they got onto the tax line. They're trying to say money, and they didn't take back as much salary as they gave out with Boyan's contract. Um, they're not going to be competitive this year, so no point in you know, having an expensive team. So you know all these, like I said, if the Mavs were trying to get in on it, um, same with you know teams like the Suns, they would have had to match salaries, and it's clear that Utah wanted to save money. And I know people were upset about the, not upset, but they were wondering why Utah didn't get picks when you know it's been reported that they wanted at least a first for him. At the end of the day, no one was paying a first and expiring contracts for him. The reporting, what I've been seeing from um Jazz reporters, they've been saying that, uh the only they did get offers for first at least late first, but it was they had to take saw had to take on a long-term salary with the first and they didn't want to do that shit so then they the a lot of trades are about money and when you look at it from that perspective things start to make sense especially for lakers fans that think that it, the entire nba is a, you know out for the lakers and don't want to help them out which one is true who, who want to help out the lakers and two they're not understanding that their team is the most desperate team in the league right now. Therefore, in negotiations teams will treat you as such. Like they're going to treat you as a des- the as the desperate team you are. So yeah, if you're not coming up off the two picks, you're not getting anybody. So, I mean, it is what it is. Um, at least we can move on. I I don't know about the other vets, if they get moved before um training camp. I'm talking about Clarkson and Conley. I I doubt Conley's going anywhere um anytime soon at least and we only got reporting about boyan that we were supposed to expect him to be moved before training camp so i think they hold on to the other two until at least in the season what do you think
0: yeah um i've uh i think our boy uh tony jones was a yo boy he follow you um I think he said like Utah ain't really trying to bottom out, bottom out per yeah,
1: se. He's been saying that the whole. That's yeah. I've been understanding. He's been saying that the whole off season that they're not trying to like be in like Victor, you know, women, women, yada, yada, yeah. all uh, Bottom.
0: And you know, people like that's not true. Well, I, I, Kelly Olynyk's a decent basketball player. He's a solid stretch big. Um. I'm
1: familiar with Ainge too. And exactly. You know,
0: age level. So, I, I mean, once, we, like, to me, this is putting their money where their mouth is. Like, I think they valued Kelly Olenek's own court contributions this year more than, like, a highly protected first round pick in the future. No one was giving them boys, like, a unprotected first round pick. Let's cut the shit. So, and I think they just came to that realization. If if they could have got that, they would have made the trade. And um, here they are, man. They got Kelly Olenich, yeah, a decent player. I'll be honest, I don't even know if Saban Lee makes the team. I really, I just don't, I just think the dude stinks. Maybe they see something in him. Don't give me the lie. Yeah. But yeah, so I
1: think Detroit gave them cash too. Yeah. It was roughly around the same amount as his contract. So they might waive him.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be a situation like that. But. I'm not mad. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, the whole Victor hype, I get it. But I need to see one of them really tall dudes to actually work out before I, like, tank or wholly invest. I, I don't I, – I think when it comes down to get down, I think he's going to go number one. But I don't know. I've seen a lot of people say this is going to be an epic tanking year, yada, 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 assura, assura. I don't think it's going to be any different than any other tanking year. That's – It's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day, but I don't think teams are going to take anything crazy. And I think Utah, like, dude, I I think they want to put a semi-competitive product out there. And if a team that's at least entertaining, um, and I I just don't think they were just totally looking for picks the way people thought they were. Um, I think Ainge also wanted his guys and Kelly always one of his gods. So boom, that was the trade. Um, us Mavs fans, Lakers fans need to need to chill. I will say that. I will say that. Um moving on. Uh, man, I'm trying to uh this has been a very, very it's the elephant. Hell, it's the it's the dinosaur in the room when it comes to NBA. It's uh, Ime Udoka being suspended for a year by the Boston Celtics. Um, it's a topic, just to keep it real, give y'all some behind the scenes. We have been talking about in our group chat with a few other people y'all know from Mavs Twitter, like it's basically all we've been talking about. It, it's it's the details, it's the speculation, it's the reaction to the speculation. It's it's a lot of stuff, and because it checks a lot of boxes. A, it actually impacts the on court product. The Boston Celtics, you know, they were uh, they were in the finals. They were two wins away from winning a championship. Low key, I probably was going to predict them to get out the East this year. And they lost their head coach four days before training camp start. Um, you got a dude cheating on his wife—that's always kind of spicy. Well, cheating on his fiance, and then you got a dude cheating on his celebrity fiance, who is literally beloved. Like dog, we talking about Nia Long? Like this is a, yeah, a this is this is a story that's crossing sports. Dog, this is Nia Long. Right,
1: yeah, my local timeline on it too. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, Nia Long, I think someone said Nia Long has a 100% rating with the black community, and that's dead ass. Like, that was my childhood crush, and she's still fine. And you cheat on her anyway. Try I'm trying to. There are some, there have been some very, very entertaining jokes. I'm not gonna hold y'all, it's been some funny shit about this, but like a lot of things involving women um it's some of this stuff was nasty right and i want to have this conversation obviously i'm a man so there's only so much you know i i I can try to understand as much as i want to um i had i feel strongly about a certain way but s.j i kind of want your opinion and then i'll share mine and we kind of take it from there um how did you feel about the way this story broke? Like, to me, it felt nasty, but I want i want to know what your natural reaction is, because I'm a dude. There's only so much, so my, my guttural reaction to it is going to be different than a woman's.
1: I mean, yeah, but I'm also like, I like mess. Like, just in general. <laughs> no, really, like, I like mess. Just as a person, I like gossip, any juicy shit. Yeah. That's, me. that's what I like. Yeah. So when the initial story came out, what Woj, you know, tweeted that you know he's just getting suspended, we didn't know what it was. Everybody was speculating. Like yeah. I was speculating. I my initial reaction was, oh, he fought somebody, like you know, an executive, whatever. There was a fight. That was my initial thought. And then everyone found out burner talking about sleeping around, and everyone was like, hmm. So the two guesses that were, you know, he had beat somebody up or he was sleeping around with, you know, having a um relationship and so i i was speculating just like anybody else but then when um you know more info was coming out i knew shams i mean if you get the patterns by now you don't know what would like if he gets it first he'll tweet something but shams is gonna come with the details like if shams is quiet if Woj is like tweeting some something huge and shams is quiet that means shams is working to get the details so he got some details because it wasn't the full story as we know now we still don't even have the full story but what shams tweeted was that you know he was in a consensual relationship with the staffer obviously you know breaking policies whatever so that I mean the initial jokes were coming from that and I mean people were that's when people were like oh my god how could she he you know cheat on Neil Long all this shit and I mean it was just I was just shocked because I was like like come on <laughs> you know what I mean like there's certain things you know not to do when people were like um oh you know, having a you know, quote unquote work wife or you know, having a relationship with a coworker, that's not uncommon. And you know, a lot of people have been making the jokes, well you're like a fucking Amazon factory worker. <laughs> like it's not the same as like a NBA head coach. And yeah, that's a joke, but they're absolutely correct. Like if you work not even just MBA like, you know, dynamics, just typical corporate dynamics. Like a lot of times you're not you you shouldn't have a relationship especially if you're a superior with your subordinates like a lot of times that's not allowed sometimes if you disclose um obviously uh, you know if the company is fine with it um and you disclose both parties are okay with it you know they're saying this is consensual whatever the case is then in cases like that it'll be okay so i i think that's where the the speculation wouldn't stop because it because at the same time as it's being reported that a consensual relationship was happening um they were also saying that it's going to be a significant punishment so you know a lot of people didn't feel like the two would add up and even when you look at you know different policies like some people felt like um like even even let's say the relationship was consensual like straight up that still grounds for a suspension you know what i mean the length i'm not too sure i guess you could work that out but that still grounds under certain policies however details kept coming out that um you know the relationship turned you know non consensual started basically becoming harassment up until a point and that's what ume is really getting in trouble for and a lot of there's a lot of talk about you know how this should have been you know handled in-house and all that and i get that in theory but I'd, sometimes you have to realize that you can think things in theory, but in reality, it's just not feasible and to me, this is one of those situations like i like there is no way to hide a suspension of your head coach, like even people should have just said like people were saying they should have just said, "Oh, you know, he's suspended for a year for contract or conduct detrimental to the organization. Somebody's going to leak that like so at the end of the day, <laughs> someone's going to find out what happened, so to me, this was like a sooner or later type of thing that was going to come out. There's no way to hide a suspension of your head coach from um, the only way they could have hit this is if they didn't punish him which seems like that was you know going to be the case when you look into the reportings they're saying that the Celtics knew about all this shit since July and we're just finding about this now because recently the woman started you know to um she started making you know accusations saying that the relationship now isn't consensual they tried to break it off or whatever and or they it, they broke it off and then he started making unwanted comments so to me this just seems like a situation and again i don't have the full details um but just from what we know and what we're reading it seems like they were in a relationship um in an affair whatever they want to term it then the affair stopped for whatever reason i'm not going to speculate on the reason and then ime would just not stop <laughs> he wouldn't stop with whatever he was doing and it made the woman uncomfortable. And in that case, too, um, and I saw Stephen A, you know, other you know men talking about, oh, so what about her identity? She was cheating, too. She is now a victim in this. If it was just a consensual um, relationship and it was nothing more, nothing less, I could understand that argument. But the fact that now sexual harassment is involved, her no, her identity should not be revealed <laughs> because she's now a victim and you need to protect victims. So at the end of the day may he's wrong on so many levels and you know people are talking about if he's gonna coach again all this I mean he's probably going to coach again like look at look at our head coach like if you're a Mavs fan thinking of that look at our head coach and that's that's what I'm gonna say so um he's probably gonna coach again but it's it's looking long for him like he's probably gonna have to you know wait a while until he gets you know another chance um especially since he had already been grinding for years and that's the thing I don't get You were grinding for, you were on a fucking um, Steven Silas type of grind, (laughs) you know, like being an assistant for years, working your way up. You got one of the best jobs in the league, bro. That Boston Celtics job, very competitive. You you know, you got the reins of a pretty good team, you know, two young all-stars, all that. And you pissed that away because you could not, I think it comes down to two you can't control yourself. Like, you couldn't control yourself from having the, you know, affair in the first place. And then you couldn't control yourself from not harassing the woman. So, to me, there's no place for, you know, people like that in any organization in the league. Um, And it's just kind of disappointing news at the end of the day. And I mean, you kind of feel bad for the way it played out, especially with um, people, you know, speculating about who the woman was at first. And they're posting all these pictures of, you know, other women not even involved in the situation, like that was just wrong in all levels it was wrong in the moment and it was extremely wrong in hindsight but um i just think this whole thing the way it played out was sad but somewhat inevitable in my opinion just because of the nature of things like things sound great in theory but at the end of the day you can't um really carry out things in reality feasibly um with these kind of things but yeah that's just my two cents like i said i'm not gonna go too much into the speculating now because you got matt barnes you know richard jefferson i had to delete that tweet because i was clearly wrong i felt like he was jumping to a conclusion um with accusing him about the non-consensual so um and clearly he knew something so i deleted that tweet i was like okay he was right about that and matt barnes is you know apologizing for defending him because he heard that it's like super bad so i assume that we might hear more about this later on i don't know but until then, I'm. I'll just leave it at what we know for now.
0: Yeah, it. Uh, I forget when it broke, but boy, the group chat lit up.
1: Oh yeah, the it was like, midnight. Up. Yeah, yeah too. it was mad late.
0: Yeah, we was we was going back and forth. Um, I don't know if I've told this by that, but my master's is in HR and organization, human resources and organizational behavior. keep it a buck with you i don't i haven't done anything with it but i got it it's on the wall right um also i was a manager for a fortune top 15 company for seven years so some of the comments about well why are they firing him why are they suspending him everybody cheats and i'm just like you know i don't i don't want to come off as like job shaming or class shaming but whenever i saw people making those comments i'm like fam you you, have you ever that screams you've never had like a a job at a really large company or you've never been in a leadership position right because like this that's, that's i've seen people in in my time in corporate America, folks who did a lot of stuff that they, in my opinion, should have got fired for. But the one thing that's like a non-negotiable is, I mean, you don't knock off your direct reports or you don't even knock off people that you are higher than on the food chain that you can have some power over. It's in every basic hr guideline man you know um i've seen really really powerful people like cfos senior vice presidents like basically get walked out the same day they it it was proved or they admitted that they was knocking off a subordinate um i've seen it with old white men i've seen it i've seen it with a woman um the company i worked for acquired another company and apparently, when they worked for the company that was acquired, uh, her baby's father reported to her. And it was just something that everybody was cool with. No one said anything. When the company I worked for acquired they company, she never said anything. They never said anything. It came out. They fired her that day. Like it's one of those things that just a company is never putting themselves a billion dollar enterprise is never putting themselves in that position because like what happened with email, even if it was consensual, people don't know how to act when things, when it, when it goes left. And a company never wants to be in a position to where they got to pay out lawsuit money. I'm assuming somebody somewhere has sued and won a lot where it's just a deal breaker in every hr policy for any major corporation in america including sports teams right so that's why it kind of was tripping me out when i was like when people was trying to basically make email out to be a victim because i'm like and it was funny because it was a bunch of like pro athletes or media people who like you know like dead ass probably really haven't worked in like an office job or no shit like that. Y'all mean, that's just not the, the the reality. So I give y'all a pass to an extent, but that's just basic HR one-on-one. Like you can't knock off your subordinates. You can't be in a forward-facing leadership position and knock off subordinates. Bill Gates, another example, he's Bill Gates. He's fluctuated between being the fifth and the richest man on earth. Shit in the history of earth. And he got packed up off the board of Microsoft for knocking off a subordinate. It's stuff companies don't play with, pretty much no matter how powerful you are. um, It's just not something people play with. And the other thing that was weird to me is the, well, they doing this to distract from Brett Favre and I guess Robert Sarver and all that other goofy shit. Listen, I think it's been proven in today's culture, it's been proven in well today's sports culture that if you win, the powers that be will move heaven and earth to hide anything you do to a woman. All the you know, I, I, I can go into detail, but there's been a lot of stuff that's been covered up, especially on like college campuses. There's a lot of stuff that dudes have been accused of that has been made to go away. Because them dudes were good players and they were winning, and Eme Adoka was just two wins away from the NBA Finals. Objectively, had one of the most successful seasons the first year coach has ever had. They didn't want to fire him. If you dig into the reporting, they started this what in July. Um, maybe probably a little. I'm sure it was rumored even before then, but. Something happened in July to where they had to they had to make some shape. Um, now I don't want to speculate too much, but my theory is the reason why it came out now is someone he was cheating with, or the spouse of someone he was cheating with, did not care anymore, and it was like they were about to go public, and I'm going to assume they couldn't be bought off because. It hurt them to the core what happened. And that's why I think they had to come out with this when they did. The Boston Celtics did not want to fire Ime Odoka. They did not want to remove him from the head coach. They didn't want to create this distraction. It does not benefit the NBA or the Boston Celtics. They're not cooking their season to run interference for Robert Sarver. Like, I don't, I mean, Robert Sarver said he's selling the team. I'm not sure, like, what that really means what that, What these two things have to do with each other. Um, the Brett Favre situation. I, I, I want to stay on topic on this, but hey man, the people at Jackson, Mississippi didn't have water. And I ain't see none of these motherfuckers talking about, let's talk about Brett Favre. Y'all talk about that shit. There's a city full of black people that didn't have water in Mississippi, the state y'all magically so concerned about when it comes to Brett Favre scamming them people. And I ain't see y'all tweet shit about that. But as soon as email, email, we find out Email Odoka can't keep his dick in his pants, well, what about the Brett Favre stealing? Like, what about them fucking people that didn't have water? I ain't seen none of these people fucking mention that a couple days ago, but they talking about Brett Favre scamming money. It's just fucking deflection. And I, I just, that that bothered me, you know? And I, just because Ema, like not every time one of us does something, means there's some conspiracy like let's let's just keep it real sometimes dudes mess up and they deserve to get packed up and we've seen coaches we've seen even if you fuck the corporate america hr stuff bro. bobby petrino got packed up for getting caught on that motorcycle with that co-ed like this is not a this is not something that has never happened before right Coaches get packed up for cheating on company time when it goes public. Um, and I, I just don't believe the Celtics were trying to cover it. Well, we're trying to do this to to make e look bad. To be honest with you, I, I, I swear to God, if just knowing the way companies work, especially successful companies, because he was good at his job, performers always, they always try to figure out how to keep the performer. They they look at what they can do, what, how can we cover this up, how can we make the, the other party that has been offended, how can we keep this under wraps to keep the person that's performing. This is America, this is capitalism, this is how corporate America works. And it got to a point to where it's like, well, this person is about to go public or what he did was so heinous, there's no way we can keep this under wraps. We got to suspend them and probably pack them up later. And I'm not even saying the Boston Celtics like are, are morally right or wrong. I'm just telling y'all that's how this shit works in America. I, I they would have kept him if they could. They wouldn't. they, they would have kept this under wraps as long as they could. Hell, this this it's been going on for a minute and it's it's just breaking out. So somebody was keeping their mouth shut and I think their hand was forced because you know, somebody Either the, the victim, the other person you're cheating with, or their spouse, they was about to tell it all. And they told them, look, man, if y'all don't do something about this, I'm going to tell it all. Now, I don't want to speculate, especially with that spouse stuff, but that's just, that's the way these, that's the way companies work. That's the way big companies with PR firms work, man. They, they you get out in front of something before someone else does so your side of the story gets believed in low key that is basically what happened. So exactly. And we
1: considered that it was so close to training camp. Like training camp is about to start. Yeah. You know, and they just dropped that. So yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: They they didn't want this out. So um we we can kind of wrap it up, wrap up the topic if you want, but I I'll just say oof you know, I'm 40 years old, man. Um, I, I've, I'm have i married. I've been married for seven years now. I've been with my wife, committed to my wife officially for about 11 years now. So I ain't been in the streets in a minute, but I was single once. And some of the responses I've seen to consent makes me wonder what type of relationships dudes is having in the streets today because... Like the phrase, you trying to tell me every woman you've been with gave consent? Yes, man, yes. Can't nobody ever say Dwight made them do nothing they didn't want to do or made them uncomfortable in it. It makes me wonder, like, do y'all actually view women as like human beings that have feelings and emotions, or are they just sexual objects that you have to deal with to have sex with them? Cause there's no way y'all can say some of this shit and actually have genuine friendships or just understand how women work is weirdo shit to me. Like I saw some study about how like dudes 30 and below, like 70% of men 30 and below haven't had sex in the last year. And I'm like, it's why you ain't y'all dudes ain't fucking because y'all weirdos when it come to women y'all weird. And I'm sorry if that sounds like an old dude rant. I'm sorry if it sounds like I'm trying to say I was Mr. Mr. Bitches, I was not, I will never claim that, but you boys sound down bad, man. Y'all, y'all need to talk to your sisters or wives or something, cause that phrase should never come out, bro. That phrase no man should be comfortable saying that in a public space, in a public forum. And it's just nasty. It's just nasty
1: yeah and just to add on to that too um because i made the point today because i just saw way too many people like from reggie bullock you know defending um email even after details came out talking about oh tearing a black man down this, this, that, and the third and a lot of it boils down to just group membership and you could take that a lot of different ways um you could take it in a way that you know for face value that they see a black man, they're a black man. So their first, you know, visceral reaction is to try to, you know, defend and you know try to come up with some excuse to give the benefit of the doubt, even though you're being told. And that's that's the thing that bothered me. Everyone was hanging on to every detail as it came out. they believe believing anything, and as soon as the um, detail came out that yeah, it turned into sexual harassment. Now it's now it's speculation, and now it's um oh well we don't know we don't know. And I'm like, but if y'all were believing everything up until then, what happened? And again, it goes back to the point of group membership. They see a black man, they're a black man, they're trying to give the benefit of the doubt. On the other side of the coin, too, like you said, a lot of guys, they're talking about, oh, have you always gotten consent from a woman? They see themselves in email, too, where they're sexual harassers themselves, <laughs> and they feel like they need to um, you know, defend because they relate to him in that way and it's mad scary out here that's when people say it's scary for women like it's like you see examples every damn day every single day of just how crazy it is and then people begging like even stephen a i don't think that should have came out of his mouth talking about some what's the identity of the woman that should have never came out of his mouth with um the information that we have now because as it stands now she is a victim in this regardless if she started a consensual relationship yes she was cheating on you know her spouse too yes but at the end of the day... We, we don't even
0: know if that part is true, Fam,
1: Yeah, we don't even know. But at the end of the day, based on yeah. reporting, it turned into something that it should not have been. Yeah. You know, and that makes her a victim in this case. So no, her identity should not be revealed so people could harass her further. I, um, yeah, that's just how I feel about it.
0: No, nah, nah, you, you totally justify. And I will say, if it truly was consensual <laughs> and everybody was cool with it, this would have never saw the goddamn light of day. Oh, I will guarantee oh. it. This would have never saw the light of goddamn day. No one would have ever heard it. It'd just be one of them rumors. It'd just be one. It'd just be gossip around the league. Something happened. Something went left to where this was coming out. And somebody had just didn't, it just didn't go left. Somebody had receipts that it went left. Like, that, it, no no team does this on purpose. No team does this unless they are absolutely forced to. And I just don't understand why people don't see that. But I get it. We've lived different lives. We've experienced different things. Um, man, I have a story about <laughs> why I'm no longer in management that I want to tell uh, that is actually kind of applicable to this situation. Um Oh man, I hate putting my business out there like that. But it, 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 given my given this situation, I feel like I have unique insight. Um, my last management position, I had three managers, and I had a team of ten people below those three managers, and I managed the team, full team of fifteen. Um, one of my, I guess, assistant managers, start. He was married. Started had an affair with one of our reps. Okay, so they they was hot. They was in the streets. They was going to parties. People saw them all the time, like out and about with each other. I'm going to keep it real with you. I thought I was close to my guy. I thought this was my boy. I'm like, he wouldn't do nothing like that. Buddy's wife was pregnant. His wife was like six months pregnant during this whole process. I'm like, there's no way dude is going to cheat on his six-month-old this 6 months pregnant wife, with our coworker. There's just no way. I just don't believe Buddy is cut like this. So eventually, one day, my boss calls me and like, Dwight, everybody's telling me they're sleeping together. What do you know? I'm like, I don't know. I don't believe it. I don't think they're sleeping together. I just can't see it. I don't think Buddy is cut like that. So once again, because we work for a big company, HR investigation has to be done. H.R. pulls up, they interviewing me, him, her. Um, they apparently interviewed the person that snitched them out. Uh, it, it becomes a big drawn out process. They basically say, no, nah, this didn't happen. They, this didn't happen. This didn't happen. So you fast forward a couple of weeks later, the investigation is over. There was no receipts. They could not prove that this happened. So nothing was going to come from this. About a week later, old girl quits. The story they told me was, you know, she was embarrassed that she was accused of this. Um, So she just went and found a different job. Man, the very next day, buddy pulls me in my office like, yeah, Dwight, it was all true. (laughs) That shit was all true. We are together. We live together. And I basically, because of that information, I basically had to pack Buddy up because he lied during the HR investigation. This man had me lying on him, and if if it ever comes out that I knew that Buddy was lying and they was together, they gonna pack me up because, like, dude, that's and when you have subordinates, you cannot let that shit rock because it, it's different thing. What if an old girl got promoted? Well, she just got promoted because. I almost said this dude's name. She just got promoted because she was smashing so and so. Like, that's why corporations don't allow this shit. That's why, with Imei Doka, I don't know if, if it was truly consensual and no one had receipts, they would have covered it up. But the, as soon as it went left to where someone had receipts, that's why he had to get packed up because of the stuff I'm talking about. You can never put, you can never a big corporation can't put themselves in a situation get sued because someone is getting preferential treatment. Uh, Amy in marketing is getting preferential treatment because she's knocking off the head coach. Does that make sense?
1: Oh, it makes a lot of sense. And you're absolutely right. Like for that reason. And too, like you had said earlier too in the pod that um, if things go left and this was happening under, you know, their watch and they knew it, you know, came out that they knew um that's problems for the org too um because now you essentially created a toxic you know work Work environment and it's just a lot of um there's been a lot of reform with just hr policies like in, in, in the corporate world you know over the last you know decade or so because you know 10 years ago this would have been nothing um or t- what? What is ten years ago? Two thousand twelve. Oh, we're getting old. Let me say twenty years ago. <laughs> no,
0: the, that that story I told about old girl getting packed up for not reporting that her baby father reported us, mm-hmm. That shit happened in two thousand nine. So, yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. That's so years a, ago. that yeah. has that, that been. That's a long standing HR situation. But continue, please.
1: Yeah, but yeah. So like I said, tw- tw- like twenty years ago. Um, this would have been you know like you said just gossip a non-story um but now in this you know day and age and with all these reforms going on um for the right reasons um i might add too a lot of people saying we're getting sensitive no we're getting you know (laughs) smarter and more inclusive um and you know with all these reforms happening you just have to you know as a corporation you got to protect yourself first Mm -hmm. Um, so it is what it is and he should have known better. He didn't. And and another piece of the story too, um, we're all speculating, but I mean I you know, I'm hoping for, you know, her spouse, whoever um her spouse is. I hope, you know, he or she on her situation. I hope they're doing well. And, you know, Nia Law, you know, it's coming out. T M Z had the scoop that um he brought he May brought her down to she just moved to Boston with their son um their house hunting all and he knew the shit was gonna blow up. Brought oh her God. down and she found out basically with everybody else. <laughs> you know oh my gosh. That is just, you know, devastating. You <sighs> know, and I just I feel for her, you know, you got mad clowns, not just you know, randoms in her DMs or whatever, but you got mad US um fucking con men you know tweeting from their public ass accounts about it um it just must be so embarrassing for her and her son you know he's 10 I don't know how much he's you know online but I'm sure he you know might hear something about it too so yeah. I mean I, I wish them the best to you know going through all this
0: yeah it, it's nasty I mean his mom me along his dad the coach of the Celtics so they, those are two public situations I just wish I just this is just so nasty and this is why I say look, man, I don't judge people who commit adultery like that because we don't know these people. Um, Some married people have arrangements that the public doesn't know about that only they know about. So I just keep, and I found this out recently. So I was like, you know what? Let me quit speaking on shit. I don't know about. i leave that shit alone. I'm you know, apparently, being married seven years and and not cheating is a is a rare phenomenon. People literally be like, oh, you don't know, I, I I come home and I I pay pay the bills and I love my wife and I mind my business. But it's rough on these streets even for married people. And apparently, married people be agreeing to infidelity as long as one I I don't know. It's it's 2022. Shit's different nowadays. So I don't speculate on like infidelity and who was wrong, who was right, because I don't know what arrangements they had. But man, you—if this shit blindsided me along, you ain't had that arrangement. Email, forget like this ain't legally or nothing like that. Email, bro, we gotta kick you out. The, we we gotta have a talk. Email, you don't do that. You don't do that to no woman but you really don't do it to along. And that's just, I, I, I need to like that. Buddy might need to go to counseling for something. Cause like it's uh, all jokes aside. Like we joke about it being the but like he fumbled the bag. He fumbled this job just because he couldn't keep it in his pants and did some weirdo stuff. And it just makes me wonder like, like bro, you, this is deeper than just infidelity. Like he, he has a problem with like self-control, but I don't know. Um, i'll be honest with you when did this when did this news story break like when did this break is this just last uh, night
1: i feel like it was last night yeah this was just last night
0: i'm over it already this is the fastest i've ever been over something Man. yeah
1: i i got off it once they start you know sex har- one sexual harassment got introduced i was like yup this is my cue to stop yeah. treating it like it's, it's a gossip gossip, or, topic, gossip yeah. topic so i i'm off it too
0: yeah, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I just wanted to put it out there. And I think, man, we got to do better when it comes to the way we discuss stuff like this. Because it's nasty. It's nasty. Um, and until more information come out, let's just drop it. Quit. You are not email doka. Just, just stop. Just just cut it out. And, hey, amen. Y- y'all need to Google consent and look it up and talk to even talk to your partners about is you doing stuff that make them feel uncomfortable have them conversations because some of y'all sound wild or maybe y'all ain't actually getting it in and maybe that's why and it can help you get what you want more I don't know but y'all just sound insane on this app today moving on um Guess we talk about the Mavs, man. Um, Yeah,
1: we can. But wait, before we talk about the Mavs, I did want to touch on, um, just briefly, Lonzo Ball. um, Oh, yeah. His injury, just a little bit, because it's, you know, bringing more and more information that he's not going to be ready. You know, before it was like, okay, they're worried that he's not going to be ready. Like, he won't participate in training camp. They're worried he won't be ready for the start of season. Now, Info is like, yeah, he definitely won't be ready for the start of season. And it's, it's looking spooky in terms of his knee injury and the issues surrounding his knee injury. Um, and, I mean, I feel for him. I want to say I'm happy he got his money. I don't care. He got, like, the big bag. What was it? 100 M's? Hmm, um,
0: close to it. Yeah, close to
1: it. So he got his big bag before these issues fully came to head. But, I mean, if you've been watching his entire career, like, that knee has been... An issue, basically, for uh, most of his career. Since he was on the Lakers, it was bothering him. when He was on the Pelicans. Now it's bothering him. You know, when he's on the Bulls, and by all accounts, it's like it's like he already had his surgery. So it's like it's not. And the surgery, um, from what we were told, is that it made shit worse, <laughs> um, yeah. or at least made it like it didn't help as much as it should have helped, and um yeah it's just looking bad and with structural issues with the knee you know it's reminding me of um like a Kawhi, um you know how kawaii has just knee issues which is why even when he is healthy he still has to load manage because he just has you know degenerative knee issues um it's looking like it's the same with lonzo and you gotta feel for him because he was really finding his groove like in the league he was on a team that wanted him and, you know, it's it's real sad. Um, what do you think about that situation?
0: Yeah, man. Um, it, it, it's sad. I know there was a big Twitter debate. It feels like it was forever, to go, forever ago. When, and I think that shit was last summer. I don't even know if it was a full year ago when he was a free agent. We should have got him, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, man, I'm not comfortable making our big all-season acquisition somebody who's missed as many games as tall man number six. And that ended up bearing itself so well. out. I think tall man number six played more games than he did last year, problems and all. And maybe I'm crazy. I keep asking this in the group chat, but I swear his knee being a problem came up at UCLA. It came up in the draft. I remember reading that maybe,
1: maybe. I remember yeah. reading
0: it somewhere. I don't know, I'm getting old, but I promise I remember them there being concerns about his knee even at the draft. So like some I mean, some people just the knees is cooked and it's sad. He got his back. But I think I remember when Dragic signed in uh Chicago people was like, oh man, he's not gonna play there more. Shit yeah he is yes he is it's a path to minutes right there he will play probably every night and they actually need him to play cause you know I one thing I don't think I want to do anymore is like take DMs we get and like say I heard this from somebody but I have heard that uh, that he's not coming back till Christmas at the soonest and even that is no guarantee. So that's a year already that he's been out with a meniscus and you still don't know when he's coming back. That's that sounds cooked to me, man. That sounds cooked. But hopefully he gets it together, hopefully goes to Germany and or gets the platelets injected into his knee. I don't know. I'm I'm just I don't like seeing a young player's career get cooked over injury. Like, that's a sad story, no matter who they play for, in my opinion. Like, even tall man number six, I hope he balls out. I hope he keeps it together and stays healthy. Just, I I hate seeing a talent go to waste because of injury that somebody can't help. Mm
1: -hmm. Yep. Yeah. So, praise of Philonzo. Yeah. I just wanted to um, touch on that, though.
0: Yeah. Most definitely. Most definitely. So, uh, You want to get into these mouths now?
1: Yep. Frankie! Frankie! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you guys. Oh, man. By now, I've seen the news about Frank being our backup point guard, and they're excited about it.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. um, Apparently, they're leaning into, they really believe that Frank can be the backup ball handler. And they're leaning into it they want to put him in that position. And actually, I got to be honest, I think that shit's nuts. It's almost like they, I won't say tanking, but I, I just think that's that's putting him in a bad position. Um, our brother Bib says he heard Frank doesn't want to be a wing yet. He still wants to prove he can run a team. And I'm just like, I mean, that sounds great. I just... I, I I mean, Dennis Smith Jr., and I hate to compare him, but Dennis Smith Jr. proved he could run a, a, a more efficiently run a basketball team than probably Frankie Smokes, or they at least at the same level. And it's like, bro, Frank just leaned into playing defense and hitting them corner threes, and I almost feel like that bag is going to be bigger than being a backup point guard. Am I crazy? Like You're I don't, I, I, don't I don't I don't I don't know why he's pres- believes that's the path his career could take. If Frankie if Frankie, if Frank Nilakina just gets to like 37, 38% from open threes and just keeps playing really good defense and be able to bring the ball up the court every once in a while man he's getting like 10 to 15 million dollars pretty much as long as he's in his athletic prime like bro that backup point guard spot you got to be really good to make money doing that i don't exactly. know exactly I, I don't i don't that feels nuts to me
1: see and this this is what i have an issue with with some of these guys a lot of times when you see guys flame out the league right it's because they don't want to you know conform to certain positions or they don't want to do what needs what needs to be done for them to stick around and this, this is kind of what it's feeling like with frank with um you know him wanting still wanting to pursue this you know backup point guard thing because it's not like you can say that he never got an opportunity or the proper opposite the knicks tried with him <laughs> like the knicks wanted him to be a part point guard so badly and he got all his opportunities he couldn't do the shit <laughs> like, just objectively, he couldn't do it. So I just feel like it's just sad to see him, like, especially like you said, he was finding his groove, um, spotting up in the corner, playing good defense. And now, and I always said like even when he was doing that last year, and people were like, Oh, play Frank more, give Frank more minutes, or dude I'm like, no, like let him, you know, play this role that he's playing he's pretty much excelling in it if you you know if he starts to do too much then you know problem you're gonna see his flaws more and this is what this is starting to feel like they're putting him in a role where he already kind of proved that he couldn't really handle and like you said you gotta be to me the backup point guard role in the nba at this moment it's either you're a jordan clarkson type where you're or you know lou william type um jamal Crawford type where you're coming in You're a microwave scorer, scoring in bunches, shot creator, all that. Frank is not close to that. (laughs) Like he's not that. Or you're just a solid guy that can run a team. You don't make mistakes. Um, you you know fill in for your lead point guard. Those are the Tyus Jones types. Those are the Monte Morris types. Like you know Brunson before you know he got upgraded. Those are that kind of types where you're coming in not really making too much mistakes and running a team frank also cannot do that <laughs> so like he's a wing he's a wing in today's league um especially if he works on his shot all that and he got better and when you're looking at his shot diet too like people are like oh he's what what do you shoot like what 36 percent? i don't even fucking know what he shot um if you're looking at the type of shots he's getting he's wide no one's guarding him
0: literally so, even but no, he shot 34 percent
1: 34 percent with nobody guarding him yeah. that is not good yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. that is not good and,
0: and the thing is like he don't get to the basket either
1: exactly and he can't finish when he get there he's not finishing yeah. <laughs> too yeah. so you're not a point guard if you can't you know if you're not a scoring threat in any form you're not a scoring threat to go to the rim you're not a scoring threat in the mid range you're not a scoring threat you know and pull up threes you cannot be a point guard if you're if you're not scoring that's the issue with you know people are having with ben simmons where ben simmons is much more competent with frank um than frank when it comes to scoring the ball but um obviously he has his limitations which hinder him at the point guard spot which is why you want to put him at the four or even some people say the five or all that same thing with frank but he's much worse (laughs) so it's like no i just think i mean i believe they're fine with it but it's a situation where they're fine with it for now and they're seeing what their options are in season you know i fully believe um i mean powell's on the team now but i fully believe powell's gone by the trade trade deadline so <laughs> i i'm curious to see what the return on him is going to be because he's expiring um and you know by all accounts good guy whatever whatever um, so he won't, I don't think he'll be a huge problem to move um, at the deadline, especially if he's, you know, here playing spot minutes, playing backup minutes, because um, he'll look good in that role. You know what I mean? That, you know, one thing you to say about Powell, when he's been a backup, um, especially not immediately coming off an Achilles tear, but when he's been a backup center, he's been pretty fine. So if he's doing that, you know, playing spot minutes when everybody's healthy, I don't think he should be a problem at all to move at the deadline so i'm curious to see what they move him for my guess will be for another ball handler (laughs) um so i don't know i don't know um what the maps are going to do i mean i think they released they released the roster right the training camp roster at least um i skimmed the names i don't recall all the names that are there for the guys competing for like two-way spots but um this is our roster um, so I'm sorry I am sorry that came out a little funny, but um I it's it is what it is. I I'm at the point. I just want the games to be played. Games will be played. You know, a lot of people have been you especially you've been the ringleader going back and forth of what the team's gonna look like and how much games we're gonna win, this, this, that, and the third. And I'm at the point, I just want them to play. Um just play at this somebody's gonna be right <laughs> at the end of the day. Somebody will be right and we'll see who's gonna be right and even um I don't know even with you even if you're skeptical you're not hoping that the team is fucking terrible so you can do a victory lap of course we're all hoping that the team is good we're just you know obviously trying to look at things from a more you know other perspectives cuz yes this is the time to be optimistic and all that you know the honeymoon um you know phase of the season is always right before you know the season starts um everybody likes their team you know at that point nobody's i mean a lot of injuries we've been hearing about recently but you know typically not too many people are injured you, you like your team all that but you can still look at things from other perspectives because i mean we've been okay with health i know we've had poor Zingas on the team all that but like we could be the team this year and i, I know i said it last pod, but no really we could be the team where we just have a shit ton of injuries and <laughs> we can't get our groove together we could be that team um so you know it is what it is we'll see um what happens with the team but i'm just ready for games to be played
0: yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at. And it's just, like, to me, I know you sound a ringleader. I don't even, I think, like, with just regu- regular injury luck, we win, like, I don't know, 48 to 52 games. Like, that's what I think this season's going to happen. I just think that only gets you the sixth seed this year, fifth or sixth seed. And when I say that, people like, we just – we got better and we just went to the Western Conference Finals. Well, yeah, no shit. That fucking robot didn't play last year. Jamal Murray didn't play last year. I think Michael Porter Jr. is probably never going to be like a quote-unquote healthy player. But him playing, I don't know, 45, 50 games is different than him playing seven. You know what I'm saying? Like, ah, the got – the team's – that we were barely better than even if you think the Mavs are better this year, they didn't get like way better, maybe incrementally better if they got better at all. But the teams around us that we weren't that much better than legitimately got better, better. Does that make sense?
1: No, that makes sense. That's the, I think that's what people aren't putting. Like when they're thinking about, yes, we got better. Even if you believe that, um, we weren't if you think about last year like you just said we weren't better by some of these. like we up until the last game we were fighting for like the you know three four seasons yeah. <laughs> so like it's not like we were running away with the that's conference or anything like that so that's it, why i'm like you gotta look at it from all angles too it,
0: it'd be different if we had the grizzlies record and made the western conference finals then i'd be like yeah i feel y'all i see why y'all feel that way Duh, we were not that far away from the six seed last year. We weren't, in and in in Nikola Jokic was out there with fucking monte Morris as the second leading scorer, like
1: fucking Faku Composo. Like, yeah, come on, bro. like,
0: bro, we were barely better than them last year, and they just dropped. They just adding. I like the moves outside of DeAndre Jordan. They just dropping Jawan Murray and Michael Porter Jr. on the team. Like they and in just KCP? in KCP. Like they just there now. Like they didn't lose anybody. They didn't really I mean they lost Monte Morris. They made a trade, but they got something back, right? But they just add like Jawan Murray is a good player. Michael Porter Jr. in the forty-five-fifty games he's gonna play is a good player. And like Dog, if you just had them dudes play the games, we played them last year. I don't know if we're the fourth seed. Like, we were the fourth seed by the thinnings of margins. Um, yeah, Um You look at um uh Minnesota. I mean, I guess I, I do. We're going to go more indefinite, but I, I kind of feel like I think Minnesota's going to be better. I do. I think Minnesota's going to have a better regular season record. I do think oh, I will.
1: think so, too. I think
0: we beat them with I, health.
1: I, like they're built for the regular season.
0: Yeah, I would love to play them in the playoffs. Though it's it's not. Oh, di- we're it, them out. We oh my god, <laughs> I don't give. I don't give a fuck if they look too speedy. Okay, team. either. I don't care what they are. You let Luca and the team we got now get a hold of them boys in the playoffs. They going home. But I do think they'll have a better regular season record than we do. I do believe that. They just they're built. Rudy Gobert is a regular season machine.
1: And he don't he, miss games.
0: Dude, the only reason, mm-hmm. like, hey, 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 I don't, I hate to say this. If Rudy didn't miss those fucking games last year, I don't know we're if we're the fourth. We wouldn't have caught the jazz, the jazz last year. The first exactly. time he missed games is the reason why we, was, like, people talk about that team as yeah. if it just ran away. Like, if we were some dominant fourth seed, some dominant Western Conference finalists. Like, dog, we did that shit because other, I mean, I hate to say it, other teams got hurt. And I know some players get hurt a lot, but. Like, Kawhi miss games. He don't miss the whole fucking season. You know what I'm saying? Like, Paul George, even as injury-prone as he is, he missed more games than he normally misses. Jamal Murray don't normally miss whole seasons. Those things happen. Those are teams that were better than us when those players played that are not going to miss entire seasons. And I don't think that makes me a bad fan or not optimistic because, for acknowledging that. Am I crazy?
1: You're not crazy at all. It's, it's just, like I said, it's in the honeymoon phase. People are, you know, right now, no one can predict injuries. So we're thinking about the team is we're thinking our team is going to go through the entire regular season as is. Nobody's going to get hurt. Nobody's, you know, we're just going to play, you, yeah, know, play, full play roster, you know,
0: playing games with the, it's the 2k mentality. Like, exactly I'm not going to no, really, hold you all really. the time. I'm not going to hold you. We a hell of a good 2k team. We really are like, I'm, we are probably a very fun 2k team to play with if you turn injuries off and like fatigue and shit i'm sure we pretty good but that's not how it works out
1: yeah so that's what i'm saying i'm just saying that i understand a lot of sides i understand that you know people who choose or they want to stay in the honeymoon phase right now because they feel like that's what it should be for right now and that's fine but i also understand you know other people that are thinking about all angles of it Um, and I mean I'm more so in the middle I guess more so looking at all angles I would say leaning more to that side because I don't know like I'm looking at our team and the only guy that um, and I say this and I'm here that knocking on wood but the only guy that I can guarantee that will play 75 plus games for us is Dorian Finney-Smith because he's not he does just doesn't miss games. Un, un, you know, unless he has, like, a legit injury, he doesn't miss games. Reggie Bullock, he's iffy. Wood, he's iffy. So Luka, I, so
0: I know. Reggie Bullock played the most – he played 68 games, which means he missed 14 games last year. You 68 games is the most games he's ever played in his career.
1: Exactly. That's what I'm saying. People are not he's, like- he's
0: He's not a young boy either, so.
1: Exactly. People not digging into it. Like, even Wood, would miss he has missed a shit ton of games. Wood, his last couple w- of seasons. Wood
0: has never played more than seventy games in his life. Exactly. So increasing his usage and asking him to play defense. How you have and he's he's lighting the ass. You have no idea if his body can hold up for that.
1: Exactly. Tim, you everybody talking about Tim's coming back. Tim probably gonna have to low manage for at least a good portion of the season, coming off that foot fracture. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He probably not playing back to back, so he's gonna miss games um who else? maxi has been just injury riddled the last couple seasons so you could you know say he's gonna miss some games um and with him too it's not even just injuries they they try to preserve him a lot too because they know they need him postseason so even if he can play a game yeah um they might sit him out regardless um just because they're trying to be extra careful and that's completely fine too but still you gotta you know think about those things spencer you know his achilles injuries you know i'm saying like our team and before then um if you look at um Daddy's boy, I just hate bringing him up, but the point has to be made that he, you know, besides that um huge injury that he had that his what second season when um he tore fucking his, Hawks tore his um rotator yeah, cuff or yeah, something like that. Yeah. He usually does not miss games. <laughs> like unless it's like health and safety protocols or something. He does not miss games.
0: He, he missed seven games combined. He missed three games last year.
1: Three, like dog. If Jalen like, if he
0: if he plays 70 games instead of 79 again we are not the foresee
1: exactly that's what i'm saying all these things add up and people like and i'm i'm hoping we're healthy that's the thing i'm really hoping we're healthy but like i i can completely see a world where we just are just missing a lot of guys where we just don't have our full team for weeks on end and that contributes to us losing games like i can see that so that's why i'm like i'm not going in with super high expectations and i'm definitely not of the belief that we got better (laughs) that's just i'm not of that belief um because i feel like one that's subjective what do you mean get better like are you talking from a regular season standpoint playoff standpoint all that like that's all subjective but i just i like i said i just want the games to be played so i can see what happens and um all these other teams that have had injury you know um you know issues like the clippers the nuggets the basketball gods could do them a favor (laughs) this one year they've been so so in such bad luck they just did it
0: they just did it to go on state
1: Exactly. Golden State had, had the injury shit for, you know, all those seasons, finally got healthy. They got, you know, rewarded with a ring. Obviously, they're good, but you know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> got rewarded with a ring. So I'm just saying that um, it's not, nothing is setting stone. And when you're looking at things, you know, in an optimistic, optimistic view, and you're not trying to look from other angles um, that can maybe, you know, maybe kind of skew your expectations a little bit.
0: I I just look at it like this. <clears throat> I look at just data, right? Are you, I think that's something we somewhat have in common. I just look at data, like injuries is some black and white shit. You know what I'm saying? And I just look at it and I'm like, Spencer, even if you throw um, blowing out your ACL and recovering from blowing out your ACL off the table, He's a dude that misses about 10 to 15 games a year, right? And he's replacing a dude that over the last couple of years has missed like three and a half. So even if Spencer plays 70 games, which I think is kind of, I think any ball, any player that has the ball a lot, that has a high usage, I think, a good healthy season is seventy to seventy-two games.
1: Except James Harden, that man was a tank. We 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 forgot you, Houston you are, days. He did yeah, not he, miss he, games. you
0: did. You right. You one hundred percent right. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Spencer Dinwiddie or even Luca are those guys
1: at all. Nope.
0: And that's just my fear because, like the the West is to me, if you don't think the West is going to be harder than it was last year, I think you're being dishonest. I just disagree. So in a harder West where the margins are thin and we weren't dominate anyway, I I just yeah, and I know people are like, well, we started the season out poorly, blah, blah, blah. Luca wasn't in shape. Like, we still was winning when Luca wasn't in, in shape. Like, let's not exactly.
1: like, forget went, about that nasty start where we looked, awful. We looked bad, we were like, but nine but the, and four. <laughs> yeah, but the record was still
0: good. So it ain't like we was dropping games because he was fat. Um, we we and if you look at the games we lost when, um, when he was out, like that was the that was a hard part of the schedule.
1: Yep, yep, it was just bad luck. Mm-hmm. We
0: could have we could have lost some games with out of shape Luca anyway. We could have lost those games with shape Luca. We played really good teams on the road, and I, I just I don't want to. I guess when we actually do the season preview, I'll go to the other side and I'll say why I'm optimistic. Because there's that, dog, I believe. I'm sorry, SJ. I think Christian Wood is going to play well. I do.
1: Here's the thing. Okay, I know. I'm sorry. I'm
0: in. I am totally he's, in. I watched the game. He's on my
1: team. I'm Listen, I remo- on my team.
0: Dude, remove him from being a Maverick. I've watched the situations where in the lineups where he actually was a real basketball player. It wasn't a very big sample size, but I needed to know it existed for longer than a game or two. He put together some stretches where it's like, you know what? He come do that here. We can cook. I think he's going to do it. I could be wrong, but I think he can do all that stuff. I think Spencer can play. Spencer's never going to be as as efficient as Jalen. That's just not, it's, like, Jalen Brunson has an efficiency of, like, a fucking big. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's going to be hard to replace that. And just because, like, injuries, like, not even, like, heavy injuries, just normal, the in, just take the average of the games those boys have missed in their career and give that to this year versus Jalen not missing games the last two years. And it's like, yeah, man, that's the difference between being the fourth or fifth seed. And like the sixth seed. I just think that's real. And I don't I think when they play they're gonna look good. I think we'll be a very fun team to watch. I really do. But I just don't think we're gonna be I don't understand how people can think we're going to like make the Western Conference finals again or even keep keep the four seed. I think that's kind of crazy. But
1: Yeah, like we said, games will be played, so somebody somebody will be right um and honestly i hope it's the optimistic people because that would mean that my team is damn good and that is always what i want that's what that's why i think people don't realize like even if i'm saying something in like a negative light i i'm hoping i'm wrong i do not want to see my team bad (laughs) bro
0: this time last year you know i think i i'm known as like people keep trying to jump you're just mad because Jalen brought some up I give a fuck about Jalen. Well, I like Jalen Brunson, but I didn't think he was that goddamn good this time last year. He I, he did it. It was we saw it on the court. That's why I'm like, hey, that's that's something. He started, I, the
1: of yeah. he started the years a backup. Yeah, years a backup. He
0: was he was a backup. He was a six man, and then Luca got hurt, and like the boys was not getting blown out with him as the lead scorer or second leading scorer. And I'm like yeah i feel differently about him than i did this is new information so i'm changing my mind if these boys come out here and set the league on fire and that's something else i want to say i don't think that's out the realm of possibility i think we're gonna start hot this year i think for the first time in our and shit man since what lucas second year i think oh well, to- my
1: that was good you- we started off what 16 and 6? Six? We we're like boy, we was six. and we
0: were and boy, we was running teams out the gym. <laughs> we were
1: blowing 25 point
0: was... wins. They wasn't this close shit that we was doing yeah. last year. We were beating the brakes off teams. And that was
1: glorious. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and I think, was in shape.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I, I think we're gonna get that. But just like that, I think there's going to be, you know, the injuries, the, the usage catches up with people. And I think those lulls is when shit even out and where we get in trouble. Um, but I hope I'm wrong, but I'm excited. I'm so excited about this year. I I really am because I don't have expectations. Um, I expect, I expected us to be a top four seed. I expected us to win a playoff series. I expected us to give a team hell in the second round this time last year. I truly believe that I thought that would happen. So I went into the season expecting that so when the team didn't look like that i would get angry this year shit man i think we fighting to stay out the play in. so if they look better than that it's all gravy to me um sj i don't think you tapped into the nfl my detroit lions we've been sorry for forever we look pretty good so far this shit is great you know how great it is to have no expectations and your team start out hot that's what I'm hoping I get from the Mavs this year. We got Luka. We got some players that's going to be fun to watch. I'm, I'm ready, but y'all can just stay on my mentions telling me we're going back to the Western Conference Finals with this roster. These boys pull a trade. Woo! Man, you. Even that's
1: another of- thing. Because last year, people were like, oh, I told you we would have been in the Western Conference Final at the beginning of the season. First of all, you were making that prediction with KP on the team. Yeah. There was no way you could have guessed that we would have made that in-season trade that happened. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's what I'm saying. So, we, right now, we're making all these predictions for the roster at this moment. But shit could happen in-season that changes, you know, the course of the team in either direction. It could be good for, for good or for bad. So, to me, you can't victory lap off of shit you said to start the season when things change drastically in season.
0: Hey and then I thought we was going to be the fourth seed no matter what. I'm sorry. You're trying to tell me I'm Victor. Like, no, nah, we <laughs> was going to be the fourth seed no matter what. That's no, true. that's
1: fine. But I'm just saying people were saying, oh, see, I told you would have made the Western Conference. Nah, nah. There, there was a lot of people oh, like y'all. <laughs>
0: there was a lot of people that was like, y'all said this shit last year.
1: And we, oh, but but and, we and, changed and, the team. But, we changed, <laughs> like, but the other it, thing yeah.
0: is this is the part I remember, because it was you and me on the island. I feel like all of Mav's Twitter was ready to blow the fucking team up when they lost to OKC. And, uh, was it OKC in Orlando back-to-back in January?
1: Yep, it was OKC in Orlando back-to-back, and I was tight. Uh, we lost them games back-to-back. I was tight.
0: I was tight, too, and people trying to pack up Dorian and uh, Jalen for any everybody or any and everybody for picks. them
1: for picks, we
0: for picks. <laughs> any and everybody i'm like dog we fine and even some people who are like accusing me of being negative were writing articles about that shit uh, how they need to do something and i'm just sitting here like like i this is i'm not petty but i remember everything especially when somebody's trying to tell me i'm wrong about something it's a personality flaw that I got to get better about. But I remember a lot of shit. I'm like, hey, man, I remember y'all people like panicking like the fucking sky was falling in January of last season. And I was telling y'all we going to be all right. So don't fucking kill me because I look at this team and say they going to be the fifth or sixth seed and they going to make the Western Conference Final and I'm negative and we got Luke and everything's okay. That shit does rub me the wrong way. It does because I remember Specifically, people acting like the the fucking season was cooked after them two losses. And what was so crazy is we lost those two games, and I want to say that like we still was something like I don't know, like five and three in our last eight or some shit. Yes,
1: yeah, because we were on a streak, and those are supposed to be the easy games, like yeah. those are the hard ones. But the the reason, I mean, even if you look back at those games, even in the moment, the reason why we lost is because we didn't play no damn. The Luca, I put those blame on Luca. And people were like, how could you? He scored so-and-so-and-so. He scored so-and-so-and-so. Hey, that <laughs> OKC
0: game, he literally, like, bro, lost. He lost us the man. game. He lost <laughs> us the game. The <laughs> Orlando
1: game, I wouldn't blame him because the yeah. Orlando game was the dudes just did not hit shots. I think that that one, they were just bricks. The, the yeah. OKC game, he was letting Lou Dort and oh Crane man.
0: Oh, my God. blocked blo- him, bro. I had blocked Hooked that him. out. That was, that was the game that only even went to... Overtime OT. because yeah, Luca lost his off. man his on man the off-ball. inbounds yeah. on the inbounds pass. Giddy hit his man for a layup. And then mm-hmm. Lou Dort isolated him and what he give him? Ten straight? Twelve straight? Bro,
1: he gave him like it was like 11 straight step back weeds blow bys. like I was like what am I watching and Trey <laughs> man was like give me a turn Trey man I didn't want to so I was like this is embarrassing um, but that's exactly why we lost it wasn't because the team sucked it was because they didn't play no defense yeah
0: oh shit I can't wait for the season dog, that shit was traumatizing
1: uh, that was so funny but that oh, that's another thing I won't even get into this because I feel like this is a topic for another day too but like I be honestly, I cringe. O D when Mav and I get it because you know people drag it and they claim Luka's, like the worst defender in the NBA. That's drag. But he's really not good, bro. People try to so- make <laughs> excuse. <laughs> no, really. Like if you look at it, even like I was watching like Eurobasket watching, bro, he's not he's not good. And people are like, well if he tries, blah blah. He is one of the laziest defenders. I have ever seen in my entire life watching the sport bro and he's just he's not good and that's you know i don't want to say that's okay but i mean it's okay for now especially since you know he gets he has guys that can cover him that's why i'd be pushing back so hard when people say um you know luca has no help he does everything for the team baba blah, blah. i was like he's so dog shit on that end and y'all are not like y'all are not realizing what the other guys are doing to cover up for him like they're like you know guys like dorian maxi but they're doing so much to cover up for him he can barely move side to side so like he's he's, he he,
0: he, he, until javel magisha he's the best I mean, I think him and Maxi were comparable post defenders. Like oh, Maxi,
1: better than him, but that's his sweet. That's you know that, that's, that's his lane. Key part.
0: That's his, you, and you know who else? You know who else's lane that was, right? James who, Harden. No, James Harden.
1: Oh, James Harden. You oh yeah, couldn't, James, You couldn't post yeah.
0: up James Harden, bro. That was not. That shit did Still not can work. Can't post out for
1: you. up James Harden.
0: <laughs> you, I remember. I when, saw
1: James Harden get a stop on Giannis. Dog, James,
0: <laughs> cat, post. cat, dog. That You remember the, the Jimmy Butler cat year? Mm-hmm. They played them in the playoffs. I bet yep. on Minnesota to beat them. And then I remember, I want to say it was game one. They kept getting that matchup. It was cat on James Harden, and he had no answers. And I was just like, I that's when I became a cat hater. Because, like, he didn't have no answers. Like, he, James Harden, was locking his ass up on the block. It was disgusting. But low-key, that's what he do. That's what Luka do.
1: Yeah, but he's not. You know, I, feel, I, feel,
0: I feel like we killing Luca, but he does have. That's one of the reasons why I can't make him the best player in the league because it's that's, and that's been my argument two ways.
1: That's been my argument, too. Like, and, and I'm not killing him, obviously, he's one of my favorite players, but we just got to call it speed of speed. I know we try to make excuses for him, and I do it too. Like, if I see him get a stop, I get a block, I get excited because it's like, oh, shit, you don't see this shit every day, but like, keeping it a buck he just it, it's it's bad like when you watch it in the grand like we, we don't talk about the warrior series i barely talk about that series because i just try to block it out i have not rewatched anything um in that series nothing yeah, yeah, but I, I treat
0: it like it never happened
1: it, me too i don't talk about it nothing <laughs> i just don't know i, I
0: just it. know we got there and we participated but yeah i don't and, and spencer was dog shit for like two of three of the what is it three of the five games that, yes. that is, that's just that's what I remember and I want to say Jalen was asked for one of them
1: Jalen was asked for I think not one of them I think he was asked for a couple but that, like I said that was two. so far know. away yeah. I don't remember but one thing I do remember is that um, I mean it was a team effort we all lost I don't think there was one thing contributing you know more to the loss or anything I just think it was just a bad performance by just the team we were completely overmatched but I was weird because obviously throughout the playoffs other than that you know one game in um in uh phoenix when they just murked luca um putting him in pick and roll actions but for the most part they kept luca in his you know sweet spot defensively in terms of and that's him being the low man they did it all season just kind of stuck him you know in the corner And even when they're switching and rotating, he's not really moving much from the corners. You know, he's sticking on the, you know, low post. He's sticking down there. And the Warriors were able to manipulate him even in the low post area, which is why I'm like, damn. Like, you know, they got him to, you know, like he he could not keep up at all. And, you know, in hindsight, you know, I thought the Warriors were an okay matchup because how we played them in the regular season. But in hindsight, like, they were always a, horrible matchup with, you know, for us because um we just don't have the off-ball defenders. We barely have the on-ball defenders, but we just don't have enough off-ball defenders and when you can um and people think, "Oh, just put Luke in actions." That's, you know, whatever, but like low key, put him in actions off the ball and you'll probably see more success doing that and that's exactly what the Warriors did you put him in actions on the ball you're bogging down your offense a bit you know mismatch hunting because the suns they didn't just do that in game two they tried it again but obviously we got better at you know rotating behind luca and luca also got better just by trying a little harder on the matchups
0: participate
1: (laughs) yeah participating like what um kid says but off the ball He's as good as Toast, bro, (laughs) in the the NBA especially.
0: He's a a big, bro. Like, that's why when people get to talk about that point guard shit, I'm like, man, he's a forward slash – he's a power forward damn near. He's a
1: point power forward. I think that's, like, the best – like, obviously, like, the point is important because, you know, I think his offensive role is obviously point guard if you're putting him in that offensive role. But then the Ford comes in, not just of him playing in the post, but also he's defending forwards. Like he's you're not really you're not seeing him in a guard. He's never really guarding guards ever. Um, and I used to say, um, you know the you are who you defend thing is stupid because you know you look at Trey Young, they're sticking him on uh, whoever's in the corner. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, so it's right. like, but at the same time, that's just scheme. And when you look at it, um, his best matchups are always going to be forwards, always. Yeah. Therefore, you you're gonna have to kind of that's like who.
0: That's who guard him, and that's who he guard. Like, yeah, that's who Like, guard, like your guards some,
1: aren't guarding him either. Like like at some point, just like
0: I don't know, I don't know the, that that Jalen Rose quote bothered me when it, I first heard it, but I think it's true that positions are just so lay people can have an understanding of the game, but aren't exactly accurate, and I think that. Stands true with Luka. No, it is
1: true because he, there's a lot of hybrids. He's a hybrid. He's a yeah. complete like Braun is, you know, Braun has played, you know, the point guard, quote unquote, for his teams, but he's a forward. Um, it's this a similar thing with Luca. Does the guard duties, but he's all he's a forward. So I, I call him a point power forward. <laughs> yeah.
0: like and, a power and, forward. And, and Braun has always been the person I pointed to whenever people make us think about he's a point guard. I'm like he, he literally has played the same way Bron has pretty much since his since Bron's second or third year in the league. He just you know Bron. I want to say that first year didn't have the ball in his hands as much as Luca, but pretty much year two, year three, yeah, bro. They they do the same shit, man. Like I don't yeah, know. the big
1: difference is that Bron's teams they just list them as a forward, so they play a point guard next to him. Yeah, you know what I mean like we yeah. we rarely. Last year was the first time we like full-time play, you know, uh, uh, like a guard, like a point guard next to him in Brunson. And even then, you know, I feel like Brunson excels well, better as more as a two. Yeah. But, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I, I don't, that's one of those minor things that really don't matter, but causes a stink. And I wonder why people want him to be a point guard so much. Like, people take it personal when you say he's not a point guard. And I don't know why. I can't I can't figure that out. It's something Mav's Twitter takes near and dear to their heart. And I'm like, I don't think it changes anything. I, I don't know. I think because he's so big, maybe that gives him natural advantages over other point guards in the rankings, so it makes him feel better. I don't know. Don't give me lying line. And then his defensive deficiencies become more glaring if you view him as a forward, maybe. I don't know, but I don't, I don't, Man, once he's the last two years, once he gained that weight and start being a big fella, they and start being able to like post people up and stuff like that, it's like, bro, you you he's the line. The last time I even considered Luca a guard was the bubble year. Like that's that shit's been forward action low man on the on the in the, in the drop shit these last couple years so bro he's
1: a drop big <laughs> like that shit always tickles me like you really watch like no really watch him defend a pick and roll bro he's dropping he's dry, He's a drop big he's a drop big so and he you know rarely plays you know his garden at the point of attack hey, so my like, hey, it's just uh, this is yeah. hilarious we
0: got to wrap this up. We really did almost go two hours and I didn't oh, expect yeah, did. it. But I do want to say, like, I'm not trying to be funny. I think the reason Javelle McGee is here because Jason Kidd don't want him to be that no more. He, like, bro, we did what we had to do because we did what we had to do. I don't want to be in that position again. So we're going to get an actual. Mm-hmm. I, I think we're going to play some drop, bro. Oh,
1: I we think have we, to play drop. That's think the only thing Javelle can play.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, like, I've seen people say, we don't play drop anymore and I'm like oh wait till what you see on opening night and moving forward they is not bringing in JaVale McGee to pay even 15 minutes a night switching and sitting in the chair on guards or wings on the perimeter that man is dropping we're going to play drop and I actually I'm going to be honest with the roster construction that we have and this is where I might be talking out of pocket I might not know what I'm talking about I feel like drop is a less physically taxing defense to play for wings than what we was doing last year. Because them dudes was running around like chickens Oh, it is. Heads cut off.
1: Drop has gotten a, a bad um, rep because it gets destroyed. You know, like, good mid-range, good pull-up shooters in the playoffs. You can't yeah. really play it like that. It has gotten a bad rep. But in the regular season, man, if you got a good drop big, like a big that's a.k.a. Rudy Gobert, like a really good drop big, you're winning a shit ton of games. Because like yeah. you said, it preserves your wing defenders. They can also be a lot more aggressive when defending ball handlers because they know, okay, if I gamble and the guy blows by me, all right, my big is back there. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, he, he'll, he'll clean it up for me. So, like, it gets a bad rep. But in the regular season, if you have a good one, and I emphasize, if you have a good one, yeah. it's it could be pretty good. It could
0: yeah, be pretty good. It, it's, a, it's a good regular season. I hate it because against good, the, the best I don't know, ten players in the NBA that can cook in the mid-range and create in isolation, that shit is useless. Like it's actually the opposite. But against them mediocre ass teams in February, oh yeah, drop me, baby. Run that drop. But we had we never had Luca was the best drop big. Dwight Powell was bad in the drop. Maxie was bad in my opinion. What they were best at was blitzing and and Switching and staying in front of guards like that was kind of their shit, and they were good at it. But that shit taxes them; it taxes uh do, the other perimeter players to scram and recover to help them to where they're not getting totally cooked and they on an the island like that. And I think Jason Kidd, like, yeah, we're not doing that shit again. We, and I, I think that's the smart. I think that's smart. I actually do. I, I yes. think I, I'm not mad at that at all. Like now that we are here. I'm not that mad at the Javel signing. Just to keep it real with you, I've actually even softened on that. I'm, Boy, I'm about to... I, I, SJ, I'm about to lie to myself, bruh. I'm not going to hold you. I, I kind of don't mind no, this I team. That. I don't mind this team now that the season is here. I'm like, dog, I understand why they're doing it. I understand. Yeah, like I said,
1: I'm excited for the, the, the games to be played.
0: Yeah, and I still don't think we're going to be the fourth seed. I still don't think we're making the Western Conference Finals, but I understand why they said we can't do what we did last year, so we aren't just going to try to do that shit all over again for another 82 games in the playoffs. I, I
1: understand that. Yeah, and one more thing before we wrap up because this is just coming out. Um, Jay Crowder, I don't know what his beef is with the Suns. Like, um, yeah. I'm asking wow. right now. But so, some Suns reporter tweeted out, uh, "You know, things to watch, plenty of things to watch for Suns in training camp." Team Vibe, blah blah eight and blah blah. One of the points was will Jay Crowder or Cam Johnson start? So Jay Crowder gonna respond to the tweet and said say ninety nine won't be there, but he deleted it. Um all summer, I mean the reporting came out that he requested a trade. But I'm like, what is the beef? He's been mad, like aggressive about this. So um Sun's friends are saying that he's just really salty that he's not starting anymore because they wanted to start um Cam Johnson. Um so he's just extra stealthy about that. So it's looking like he won't be at training camp. <laughs> he might I, get J, traded.
0: Jay, my boy, you're not respectfully.
1: Yeah, right? You're a role player. <laughs> you're doing all this.
0: I mean, you weren't even that good last year. You can make the argument you decline declining if we're keeping it a buck. But He is. Yeah, like in young fella, I mean, at some point we got to admit that cam johnson not being able to guard a chair is one that led to our destruction of was one of the reasons we destroyed the phoenix oh yeah that's one, why he
1: wasn't starting all along because he can't guard anybody
0: yeah one of the numerous reasons but i don't know man it's jay crowder jay crowder in his bag that's interesting but yeah i mean i would take him what do you think like i feel like you was you was giving dudes hell about it
1: because a okay ago. i was because i just get annoyed at jumping at oh i want everybody i want everybody like take the time to fucking think
0: you sound like <laughs> like, you sound, you sound like Laker fans
1: i know yeah and i'm like we don't have like you we have to match salaries i i'm always thinking about that right you we have to match salaries at this point any trade we do not have cap space we are in the luxury tax <laughs> at this point we have to match salaries for anybody we want. Jay Crowder makes ten million dollars.
0: Dwight, Dwight Powell, Dwight Powell, Dwight
1: Powell, Dwight Powell. Why would the Suns take Dwight Powell right now? That doesn't make any sense for them. So you like to me? I'm like I'm just over thinking about trades in like one sided from the Mavs perspective. I get it, we're Mavs fans, but if you're talking about a trade, both parties have they have to agree to the trade. Dwight Powell doesn't make any sense for them. And who else are we giving up? I'm not giving up Maxie for him because Maxi's better than him (laughs) at this point in time. Maxi's better than him. Who else do we have to give up? You're giving up multiple players for Jake Crowder. That shit does not make sense. So I'm like, I'm not even thinking about it because it doesn't make sense. So that's why I'm like, y'all are discussing shit that doesn't even make sense. So I'm just, that's why I, but like I said, it is what it is. Not that serious, but like, goddamn, just try to think about it a little bit.
0: Yeah, that that's, that's where I'm at. And that's. I take him, but I just want players, and I think some players just want new players to be mad at.
1: Yeah, Shit. but in a perfect world, I take him. Yeah, but like I said, it just it doesn't make sense. So, like, what are we talking about? I don't
0: about? know, man. I don't know that after Boyan went, and I know salary matching and everything, but can we at least be honest that Boyan going for Kelly Olenek and saving Lee is like. We didn't like that. Sounds crazy. No we, one would
1: have guessed, but when you think about money, like that's another thing. People don't understand the business side of shit. Like a lot of trades that are made are made with the sole intent of saving money. And I didn't. Re-
0: I didn't realize the Jazz after all these trades was over the cap.
1: Exactly. Until, they were still over the cap, so they. I mean, to over. Uh, in,
0: I'm sorry. In the tax line. I, 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 I'm gonna keep it real, after what happened with Jalen Brunson this summer, I'm traumatized about counting teams money. <laughs> so I just I've been leaving it alone. If I would have knew they were over the cap, I'd be like, something's gonna happen to where they dump somebody. Because
1: uh, And that's that's what happened.
0: That's what happened. It it would have if you were tapped into the the luxury tax and paid attention. You, you would have known they, they they were gonna do some type of uneven salary trade and there's only so many teams that can do an uneven salary trade and
1: exactly exactly and, that's what i'm like oh my god that, like i said not everyone has this information like on the top of the dome so i'm not yeah. trying to be a like know-it-all or a, everyone should know it i'm really not trying to be like that but i'm just saying like if you're if you have strong feelings about it at least dig a little deeper if you have strong feelings you know what i mean you're getting mad at the maps dig a little deeper and see what happened like you know what i mean like if you have strong feelings if it's whatever then it's whatever to you but if you're really having strong feelings about it dig a little deeper and then you realize okay this didn't make sense
0: yeah yeah and that's like and i'll just say it like anybody that's listening to this and like is upset dog you shit you saw my shit in the group chat, like I'm like, dog, that's a Dwight Powell trade. And then I went and looked at it and I was like, Yeah, actually that was not a Dwight Powell trade. That wasn't a Dwight and Frank Nilakina trade. That would have had to be in a Dwight
1: Maxi. I mean, even Maxi like, got extended. Yeah, so can yeah, he be even be traded? I don't even know what I don't mean I don't,
0: I, don't, I don't think he can.
1: And I don't think that's what would, I'm saying. So it would have like, had to be like I, I,
0: Dwight and Theo and and Frank and then That's what
1: I'm saying. You're trading multiple players for... and then
0: and then they don't want them many they don't want them players, so Exactly. So they it just don't doesn't cut make sense. them Yeah, it, it didn't. So I, I I we need to chill. I think as a fan base, I know this sounds crazy as someone that's been uh borderline turning into black Kirk Henderson up with the negativity. Um I'm just, I'm on some chill mode. I'm just ready to see some alley-oops. I'm ready to, like, dog, I'm I'm ready for Tim to come back. I'm excited to watch Tim again. I am. I'm excited to watch Christian Wood. Um, I'm ready to defend Spencer Dinwiddie when he does what Spencer does and has this three-week stink fest that he does, like, he has three weeks of being a great player three weeks of stinking and then it fluctuates it goes back and forth i'm ready to defend him when people jump out the window when that's what he's been his entire career most people just didn't watch him until he gets got to dallas so they don't pay attention i'm ready to defend these dudes because i actually like every single player on the team i do and it's been a long time since i've been able to say that like i like all these dudes um, I still think JaVale McGee was overpaid. Um, I still wish we would have kept Jalen, but it's, it's, I don't know if they had control over that shit. Actually, I'm pretty sure they didn't have control over it, if we're being honest with it. So I don't care no more. Let's go Mavs. Let's let this season start. Um, did you have anything else you want to touch on? I think we nope, ran. that was it. And we right at two hours. I was just talking shit. It really went two hours. Um, yeah, my kids are still sick, so I won't be doing soccer tomorrow. So I will put this out tomorrow. Um, yeah, I guess I will do the exit. Out. Thank y'all for listening to Twenty One Going On Seventy Seven again. It's your boy Dwight at 517-2214. Join as I am every week by Young SJ. Dr. S.J., S.J., Ph.D. Um, we thank y'all for listening rocking with us. We will holler at y'all again next week. Peace.